let's start off with the non-exclusive franchise tag, right? Because obviously those are two different things. So basically, when you talk about the non-exclusive tag, it allows Lamar Jackson to negotiate with other teams, allowing the Ravens the ability to match that offer. If Baltimore declines, Jackson signs with the team he agreed to, that he agreed to on their offer sheet, and the Ravens receive two first-round picks from that team in compensation. As far as the exclusive tag, it prohibits a player from negotiating with another team and guarantees a salary based on the average of the top five salaries at their position during the current year. So those are the two major differences from the non-exclusive and the exclusive franchise tag. And whoever want to kick us off, which tag should the Ravens look to give Lamar Jackson if they don't meet at that mega deal? Yeah, guys, I'll start this off. I would give him the non-exclusive franchise tag because kind of similar to what we were talking about with Jalen Brunson, right? You have a very valuable asset in Lamar Jackson. And I think right now the Ravens are in such a tough position. It's kind of clear they, they've proven like they're not going to do whatever they can to give him all the guaranteed money he wants. And it doesn't really feel to me that the situation is going to be getting resolved anytime soon. You know, the NFL has kind of hinted at Lamar, like they're really hoping that he could finally hire himself an agent that could really help him deal with this properly. But right now, I still don't have any confidence that Lamar Jackson is going to be back in a Ravens uniform next year. And I think the sooner they realize that, the better. Uh, if I were them, I would try to get as much back for him as I possibly could. Two first-round picks, that would be ideal. I think that's worth his value right now, considering who he is. But the injury concerns and the fact that he's been out to end each of the last two seasons. I'm still a big believer in Lamar. I think any team with the top 10 pick, whether it's Atlanta, whether it's Carolina, whether it's a mystery team, we don't know about if I'm any of those teams, I would do my best to get Lamar Jackson. You know, um, I think the Ravens put themselves in a very bad situation. Um, I think the reason why I say bad is, is because if you decide to franchise tag him an exclusive franchise tag and you keep him. You know, you're going to have to face this all over again next season when you're clearly showing you don't want to pay the guy. The non-exclusive, you clearly get the, I mean, not clearly, but you're allowing him to find a place that he wants to go to. You get two first round picks. I guess that's what you're destined to go to. We want so you could go after the guys you really want to go after. Uh, start over fresh with a quarterback of your choosing that you really see as your franchise going forward with on a cheaper price. Um, and then also you don't have to start him right away. You could deal with Huntley as your starting quarterback if that's what you see fit with the new offensive coordination. Um, for me, I think the Ravens should do a non-exclusive tag um, and allow whatever team that wants to go after him to, to go after him, and then they get two first-round picks. I think that's the best-case scenario for them. Um, I think they already have a lot of dysfunction going on between the general manager and their players. Um, you know, they're not getting paid the right way. Uh, coaching staff and the players are not being utilized the correct way that players want to be utilized with J.K. Dobbins calling out the coaching staff on, on trying to let him run the ball more after that playoff run, that play out, that put that game, that playoff game. Uh, there's a lot of different situations happening in this in this Ravens organization. There's nothing's good. I think maybe they do need a fresh start. They did because I think right now the wound is too deep to heal. And uh, I think they, if they wanted to pay Lamar Jackson, they could have and they, they would have and they haven't. They had ample opportunity to do so and i think the price tag is only getting more expensive as each day passes by so i think for me you know just allow him to go somewhere else um allow your team to just start fresh and get a new get a new situation going on over there because right now it's just hurting everybody involved 
and and just prolonging the inevitable, which is Lamar Jackson leaving the Baltimore Ravens. I think he already played his last game as a Raven. I just don't see him coming back to Baltimore without him getting paid. You know, he wants top dollar. He deserves top dollar. And if they don't see fit that it's but it's in Baltimore, then he should go somewhere else and get paid the money he deserves. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say I, I personally will go with the exclusive franchise tag. And listen, before I got on this show, I was just going through the ins and outs. I was like taking everything by consideration and I'm going to explain everything and how I came to this side. Now, before I get there, I do want to say, when you talk about Deshaun Watson's $250 million guaranteed contract, it's a bad contract. We know that. And even if Deshaun Watson, which I do expect him to play better than what he did last year, having a full offseason program with the Browns, they're trying to restructure that contract already. It's not a good contract. However, one pro that you can take away from that contract is that that contract that Deshaun Watson got may have eliminated Lamar Jackson from the division, making that division easier, and potentially out of the conference in the AFC, depending on how things play out. So say what you want about that and take that for what it's worth. When you talk about which deal, which tag would I go? Now, I do agree I made some good points. You know, you get two first-rounders. But I think Lamar Jackson is worth more than two first-rounders to me, right? Um, when you talk about the exclusive tag, Basically, you would tag him. That guarantees you that you have him this year. Now, you can say, well, Lil, what if there's a ugly tag standoff with Lamar Jackson, similar to that of Le'Veon Bell? Well, if I'm advising Lamar Jackson, I wouldn't advise him to do that because he didn't play down the stretch last year, nor did he play down the stretch the year before. So I think that's actually going to hurt Lamar Jackson so if he does not hold out, he will be playing for the Ravens this year. That allows you the ability to renegotiate. And if you can't renegotiate and buy you time, then you could tag him and trade him. At worst, you could trade him under that tag and get you more compensation than what you will get from the non-exclusive tag where you're only getting two first-round picks. You can get more. You can get a heftier price. When you allow him to go and test the waters in that other tag, He's going to have a market. He's Lamar Jackson. He's a top 10 player in the, in the NFL. Somebody is going to outbid somebody, and they're going to uh, give him that contract that you're going to have to meet. If you're not meeting it now, you're probably not going to meet it. The only instance where I would say I would go that route, and this is the only instance where I would go non-exclusive, is let's say the Texans and the Colts, who have high draft picks, want Lamar Jackson. Then guess what? You know what you can do? You can get a C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, and you could kind of offset that quarterback contract where you have a quarterback on your rookie deal. But the flip side to that is if you're the Texans or the Colts, you would rather draft the quarterback. I think that would be smarter to have a quarterback that's on a cheaper price than Lamar Jackson and what Lamar Jackson is commanding. But that's a risk that you can't take. But that's not a risk that I'm willing to take. I will give him the exclusive tag. I would tag him, try to redo this over again. And if we can't meet at the common ground, I would trade Lamar Jackson, get a better package, a more heftier package for Lamar Jackson. And that's how I would do it. My thing with this, though, and at, at this point, like, I just don't know how long, like, the Ravens could keep doing this. Like, 
at some point this has to get resolved. Like if you tag him and you go into next season, like another year of him playing just on a single franchise tag deal, like, is he going to even report to camp? Like, is, is he going to show, when is he going to show up? Like, I just, and that's why, you know, I said, if you, if you want to pull off the Le'Veon Bell, that's on you. That's actually doing more harm to your career. Cause now you older, you wasn't there down the stretch last year and the year before. I don't think that's smart. So I think eventually he would have to show up. But I won't even let it get to that point. I will tag him on that deal and trade him and get a better package than those two first rounders. Yeah. And I'm curious to like the reason why I want to know like the package is because I'm curious like was the Deshaun Watson contract so bad that the other owners were just so upset with Jimmy Haslam that they were like, okay, we're not giving anyone this contract. It's just an outlier. Like it's an outrageous deal. And that's why the Ravens aren't giving him that money or do other teams not feel that way. Like I'm fascinated by the fact that the Falcons, they went all in for Deshaun Watson last year. It seems like they were willing to pay him similar money to what the Browns did. Like, would they be willing to do the same for Lamar Jackson? Because the Ravens aren't, but would they be willing? Would another team be willing? And I, I'm curious, like, would having to pay Lamar Jackson, like, a crazy contract, would that affect the value you're getting back for him? Because that's one thing. Whoever, if he gets traded, whoever does do that, the Ravens are obviously going to want as big as of a package as they could get back. They're going to have to give up a lot, and they're going to have to pay him. It's, it's the double whammy. So does that affect the value at all, and if they could even get a deal done? I would say this, right? When you talk about the Lamar Jackson in that situation, that that type of um deal, because that's a great point. If you're a team, right? And that's why for me, I don't know. It depends on the team. We all know there's desperate teams out there that needs quarterbacks that will go to the ends and the earth to get a talent like Lamar Jackson. Okay, that was proven with the Browns and Deshaun Watson. However, that is a good point about if you do acquire Lamar Jackson, not only are you sending away a bevy of picks, but you got to pay him that $250 million guaranteed. So your roster got to be really, really constructed. And I think the Jets is a team that come to mind that have a bevy of young assets who are win-now players who can afford to bring in Lamar Jackson. The commanders are another one who I think could afford to bring in Lamar Jackson in such deal. So that's why if I'm the Ravens, instead of just shorting myself for two first-round picks for a guy of this caliber – Right. Uh, and hope that I get a Bryce Young and flex him for a Bryce Young or a CJ or maybe an Anthony Richardson. What I would do is I would tag him and try to trade him and get a, a, a more lucrative package full of more Jackson. And at the same time, best case scenario, I work something out with him. I was saying that, like, I don't think the Ravens would be even focused on getting a high draft pick for Lamar Jackson. I think they just want a bevy of assets. I don't think it needs to be a top five draft pick in this draft class. Next draft class, I think this is one of bevy of picks for Lamar Jackson. I think the reason being is because adding Todd Munkin as the offensive coordinator, who's to say that the guy who was just his quarterback in Georgia doesn't go over to the Baltimore Ravens and becomes that starting quarterback. But it's a guy he won national championships with, and he could probably go and try to win the Super Bowl with. And that's something like a system where possibly that could work, where he knows the system already. He's familiar with the offensive coordinator. So it's not really much developing – outside of getting game speed, NFL speed. But outside of that, he knows the playbook by the back of his hand. He knows how the coach would want to work. And then on top of that, he will just be input into getting other guys aboard to knowing the playbook that he's already been familiar with in Georgia his entire college stint. So maybe someone like Stenson could go over to Baltimore and not be like a Anthony Richardson or a 
you know, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. It'll probably be a guy who's already familiar with Tom Munkin's system as a um as a coordinator or as a coach. Excuse me. I, I got one more point, and Zach, I'll pass it right to you. Um, I think for me, if you talk about both deals, right, and you look at both deals and the pros, if you were to do the exclusive and tag him and trade him, you're still getting a first rounder for Lamar Jackson, regardless. And you might flex two even on that deal. Because, like, Lamar Jackson, you're not going to trade Lamar Jackson and not get a first-rounder. So even if you get two in the, the non-exclusive, you're still going to get a first-rounder. Maybe not two, but you'll get a, a back-end bevy of, of picks and probably players along with that. Like, you talk about the players that you could get for Lamar Jackson as well in a package deal. So I will probably go that route. Zay, I do have a question, and then Zach, by all means, you can answer it and then, um, you know, give you a little final thoughts. But, Zay, you you had a point about, you know, the Ravens are in a tough situation and they're making a mistake. And I think they are in a tough situation. This is not an easy situation. However, that Russell Wilson trade, who you think won that trade? The Broncos or the Seattle? Seattle. Seattle, right? You said that because of the assets they got for Russell Wilson and how they was able to build through the draft. And remember, Geno Smith was a backup quarterback already on the roster. They didn't even pick a quarterback, right? Drew Locke came in the deal. They didn't even use Drew Locke. So the reason why I bring that up is because the Ravens are not in a dire situation. This is not a – people are making it seem like they franchise about to be buried if they don't sign Lamar Jackson. If they sign Lamar Jackson, great. You have your quarterback. You have your star. You ready to roll with on a mega deal. However, it's not the end of the world. You can get a lot for Lamar Jackson, and you can still be that Ravens team that can contend. So that's where I'll leave it. Well, I'm happy you brought that up because I think the other – trade that I was going to bring up. Like if you ask me right now, who won the Texans Browns trade for Deshaun Watson? Like the answer is the Texans. Texans. Yeah. And I'm, yep. and I'm, I'm curious, like did the way those two trades, like the way they've aged one year in, does that affect the market for Lamar Jackson, especially knowing you're going to have to pay him as well? Because I could see teams being a little bit weary after also witnessing how those conference, uh, how those other trades have aged, like those contracts have not aged well. And obviously Lamar Jackson is a dynamic talent who deserves a big time contract, a lot of money, but that is just a huge commitment. And the two teams that were in this position last year are not looking good right now in the Browns and the Broncos. So whoever would have to take them on, it's going to be in, in an interesting situation. But at the same time, like the NFC right now is much different than the AFC was last year, considering all of the great quarterbacks, those guys would have had to go through with their first year on their new team. You look at the NFC, see right now it couldn't be more different so it puts these teams in a very unique situation and that's why it's a very tough situation but if the ravens don't fumble it they can flex lamar jackson in the short term if they get a, a good package people are gonna say the team that got lamar jackson won the trade and they're gonna come at the ravens and then that's not gonna age well as we've seen with the seattle seahawks remember i said that was the worst trade of the offseason right you, you see how that came back to bite me immediately um so that's what's going to happen with this deal if they make the right deal. Now, if they fumble it, that's a totally different thing. But, Zach, my last point is when you think about it from the ins and outs and why this is even tougher is because everything we talked about, about how wide open the NFC is, a team could be saying, wait, hold up. We got weapons, and we can win this division. We can win the NFC if we get Lamar Jackson and pay him that money. So that's what makes it fascinating. If you're the commanders, you could be like, wait, we just got the enemy. We got talent. We got probably arguably the best skills position in the whole entire NFL with McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and Curtis Samuel. Wait, hold up. Y'all don't want him? 
I give him the $250 million guaranteed and go all in for this year. Just like how the Rams went all in for that one year with Matthew Stafford. Just like how the Buccaneers went all in for that one year with Tom Brady. They can do that too. So that's why this situation, I can't wait to see how it plays out, to be honest. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.